Welcome everyone to the B2B Marketing Perspectives podcast. I'm Steve McDonald, your host. And today we've got a really interesting perspective from Stephanie Shreve. Now, Stephanie has been in marketing for a long time, worked on the agency side, creative services, now is the CMO of PowerCord and has a really unique perspective on what's happening in the market right now, where all of us are looking at our marketing budgets and we're saying, we've got to shrink. What are we going to do with less budgets, but we have to do more, right? It's never, oh, we have less to work with, so there's less expectations. It's always, how do we do more with less? And Stephanie's got a really great thought on and framework, actually, that she wants to take us through. So, Stephanie, I don't know if there's anything more you want to say in terms of your background or just a little bit more of an introduction about who you are. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, so I have been in marketing, as you said, for about 25 years and uh, started off in more of a creative sort of content uh, agency and then transitioned about 12 years ago or so to PowerCord. So I've been here quite a while and uh, we're a MarTech software company. So we have kind of two wings to our bird. We have our software side where we do our um, platform and sort of the MarTech aspect of what we do, but we also have a full digital marketing team. So we have, you know, sort of that demand generation that we do to drive traffic to the platform. So the two kind of work hand in hand uh, there together. So, um, and I, as you said, I'm the CMO. So I'm kind of wearing multiple hats there, you know, both doing the marketing on behalf of PowerCords, so sort of that B2B side, but then also we do digital marketing for our clients. So I'm doing the B2C side for them. So uh, kind of get to see, you know, both worlds. That's great. So you're doing you're doing double duty that most CMOs do, right? Well, fantastic. Well, so we talked right at the beginning of the episode here. You know, we're all in the situation where we're having to rethink. We're budgets are shrinking, but expectations aren't. Mm -hmm. And you've got a unique thought on what you do in that kind of an environment. Mm -hmm. Can you maybe share that with us? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think some of the promising news that we've seen, you know, because I, you know, read a lot, and it looks like companies do understand for the most part, that even when economy is shrinking, you know, don't pull back on your marketing budget, and decades worth of research shows that is not a good idea. And it really does seem like from what I've seen, the majority of companies are at least keeping their budgets the same. Um, but even when your budget stays the same from year to year, you know, you're not going to get the same uh, delivery because costs go up, costs for impressions go up, costs for click go up. So there still is this expectation, even if your budget does stay the same, that you're going to have to do more. So the way we like to look at that, you know, we would never want one of our clients to fall behind, you know, because they're, you know, not able to do as much. So what we do is first focus on what we know works. So we call that core. So we take about 70% of the budget and we say, okay, this 70%, this is our core. And this, we're going to use known tactics that we feel really comfortable with. And then we're going to go to explore sort of the next layer of the framework. And we're going to take 20% of the budget. And we're going to say, okay, we are going to just go outside of our comfort zone a little bit. 
let's try something maybe just a, a adjacent <laughs> to what we know. And then for that last 10%, we're going to call that explore. So that is where we're going to take some money and we're going to say, let's do something new. Because even when you are in an environment where, you know, your, your budgets may be either shrinking or staying the same, that doesn't mean you can't be looking out there at, at technology, what's going on, what's happening. You know, new things are coming all the time, which makes it really exciting, you know, but, you know, you have to really look and be mindful and, uh, you know, intentional on, you know, what are those new tactics that you're going to try? So we would never recommend going out with a big chunk of your budget on something unknown, but set 10, 10% aside. So we call it core more explore. So we've got our 70%, our 20% and our 10%. And that way we feel like we've got kind of a good framework to look at, you know, in that planning stage, what are we going to do that we know well? What are we going to kind of be willing to, you know, go outside the borders on a little bit? And then what's that 10% that we're going to try something new? Well, I have so many questions that are floating <laughs> in my head right now. So <laughs> what I love about this is that you're very intentional about it. You, you said it's part of the planning. We're planning to do this. So I would imagine that if you're planning to do this with your budget, your CFO's got to be on, on board. Your CEO's got to be on board. Tell us a little bit about, is there a selling process there or how you did that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that is one thing that has also changed so much over the years is the size of the buying committee. <laughs> you know, how many people, you know, are buying into this idea and, you know, you really do have to convince people, you know, that this is the right way to go. And of course, a lot of that happens with data. You know, everybody wants data and data is a huge part of any digital marketing campaign because you do have access to it. And so, you know, it's important to use it and to use it well. And so, you know, really looking at, okay, well, here's the performance that, you know, we know we can expect from that core. You know, we've, we've got a pretty good feel for it, um, but there does have to be a little bit of willingness to kind of go outside the comfort zone on maybe something that might not even work. You know, if you try, you use that 10% and you go out and you try something new, there is a chance that it's not going to work. But, you know, you take that as a learning opportunity and you figure out, okay, well, what would I do different next time? And it does take, like you said, that group buy-in to make sure, you know, is the CEO going to be okay with this? You know, is the CFO going to be okay? Do they have a little bit of tolerance you know, for that, that testing um, section, but, you know, data, data is king. So, you know, as long as you can provide the data and, and some solid estimates, you know, I think that really does help calm people's nerves a little bit. Well, and it just, it makes intuitive sense, right? That you can't just keep, it's not, it's like the hedgehog, right? There's the, the great book that was written a number of years ago, Good to Great, and it was the mm -hmm. hedgehog theory, which is the hedgehog knows how to do one thing, one thing well, like it curls up in a ball to defend itself, right? But you can't just do one thing well or the core things well, because over time, that something's going to stop working. It's not going to be as effective, right? Mm -hmm. The market shifts, competitors shift. There's always change. Mm -hmm. So what this says to me is you've got a plan to adapt to change. 
because you're always trying to do something different. And I would imagine that that 10% or that 20% that's successful moves into the core, right? Sure. Sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. There are absolutely things that 10 years ago, you know, just think about what, what would have been a test 10 years ago. Safe in Facebook now is a core, you know? So, oh yeah, absolutely. Once you've tested something and it works well, that's going to start to move into your core and then you can go off and try something else that's new. So if you could tell us a little bit of kind of a difference in the definition of the 20% and the 10%, right? Because Mm -hmm. both you're trying something a little different but what's your, so you gave us the kind of the, you'll go outside of the realm a little bit with the 20%, try something new in the 10%, but mm-hmm. how exploratory are you in the 10% and the new versus the 20% to give us kind of a gauge on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the 20%, we would probably do maybe the same channel that we've done before, but perhaps try a new target audience or Maybe we would try a new uh, conversion optimization, you know, so Google will optimize on different uh, goals or Facebook, you know, any of the channels you can set, you know, what do you want this campaign to optimize toward? And so maybe we'd try a new one or, you know, again, maybe looking at who we're targeting or maybe a different message. Um, usually we'll include the creative messaging in with the core, but sometimes, you know, maybe we want to go out on a limb um, with some messaging, but, but for the most part, I would say it, it more falls into targeting or optimizations that we might do while the 10% is most likely a completely new channel. So maybe you haven't advertised in podcasts before, or maybe you haven't advertised on TikTok before, you know, so you Mm -hmm. find that new channel that would be more reserved probably for that that 10%. So trying something new and different within the channels is kind of more of the, of the, of the more of the core, more explore the 20%, but going and just saying, we haven't done this before. Let's give this a whirl, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Will, will our audience react to us on TikTok? I don't know. Let's go to use 10% and find out. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's a little bit fun this way, right? Because um, if you're not trying something new and different, you know, it's we we lose our creative juices. And as marketers, that's one of the most important things that we have, right? Mm-hmm. We always no, have to be looking at things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question. All right. Okay. Ask this of every every guest that comes onto the podcast. Okay. One of the things that's most important in marketing is our content, right? It is what we promote, right? It's mm-hmm. all the ad campaigns, our blog posts, everything is is content that we're asking people to interact with. Mm-hmm. So, on a scale of one to ten, in terms of content being not important to the success of the business, one ten vital to the importance and success of the business. How would you rate content? Well, I, I don't know what all your guests say. I feel like it's a 10. I, you know, I feel like when you, if, when you put messaging out there, we could place can the best campaign with the best targeting and the, the best optimization. But if the message doesn't resonate, 
Right. Then, you know, what have we achieved? You know, the, the customer's just going to look right past it. I think especially today, I have seen, what do people get 124 emails a day or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Crazy. think that that people get, you know, we're, we're so bombarded, you know, it has to be content that's relevant. And what we've really been focusing on is content that builds that relationship, you know, that helps build trust. And, you know, and again, depending on, do I have on my power cord corporate marketing hat? Do I have on my (laughs) client B2C hat, you know, changes, but, you know, especially thinking, you know, about it from the power cord side, we need to be thought leaders. We need to, to provide value. You know, that's what we, we really think about. How can we provide content that's going to help somebody do their job better? How can we provide content that's going to help somebody learn something new or think about something in a new way? And when we do that, that is building a relationship. It's building trust. And that's really what we want to do. And I, and I don't know any way to do that besides with really good content. So you just explained the next article that we're writing, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) The the title of the article is going to be something like, CMOs, you're creating the wrong content 80% of the time. It's the 80-20 rule. And and so live on the show, let me just see what you think about this, right? The idea here is that we're really good at what I call inside-out content. And that's the, we're, we're good at talking about inside what's happening in our company, right? Our products, our services, you know, our SaaS mm-hmm. offering, whatever it is, because that's what we do. That's what we know. Mm-hmm. What we're not as good at is the things that you're talking about, the thought leadership, the things that educate our buyers and that buyer group, helps them do their job, builds trust, confidence, and a perception of us as an expert, mm-hmm. because that's what all the studies say, right? Is we want salespeople that are trusted advisors. And the fact is that that connection, that emotional connection to the company and what they're doing in the industry in terms of their expert status is more important at the beginning than what they actually do. Mm, and so yeah. that's that's kind of the, the gist of this. And what you were saying there is, you want to focus more as like, you know, the CMO, the uh, power cord, the corporate, you want to focus more on the, the, what establishes you as an expert that educates, that helps builds confidence and trust. So in your core, more explore framework, mm-hmm. now that we're talking about thought leadership content, is that a part of the core is that part of more? Is that something that you think companies should be experimenting more on? Like, how does that fit into the to the framework? That's a good question. I think the content development is absolutely part of the core. And then where I would say getting into the explore and the, uh, the more and the explore is probably where that content goes. So how do you syndicate that content? You know, do you launch your own podcast? Do you um, create a webinar series? Do you host an event? You know, that's a, that, that could really be something that, that could be a way to get your content out there, maybe 
though would be a test to see, you know, is that something that's engaging to people? So I think the development of the content is core. What you then do with that content and how you get that out to your audience, I'd say that is going to maybe more where you'd play around a little bit and test out some different things. Well, that's a good way to think about it because one of the things that we have to be doing is, is when you have really good content, because that's the content that's the hard content to create right? Mm -hmm. yeah, Talking about our products and our services, that's the, that's the easier stuff, right? It is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you get really good thought leadership content, we have to be thinking creatively about how do we leverage that content? How do we get it out to our audiences mm -hmm. in this omni-channel world, right? Mm -hmm. Where the virus journey is kind of like all flipped upside down. It's not this mm -hmm. like funnel that just goes like this anymore. Right. I like right. that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think about a lot is, you know, it is one thing to write the content, which it's not easy. Like you said, it's hard content to write. So if we've invested all this time and energy and resources into writing this really good content, how do you make sure people see it? So that's, that's something that I think about a lot too. So if you were going to leave us with a, a summary thought, right? Like this was the the takeaway from everything. You and I were just sitting down on a glass of wine and like, Steve, here's here's what I think that, you know, the bottom line is. What would you want the audience here of executive marketers to take away from the conversation that we've had here today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think most marketers, you know, we're all, I think we are all in agreement, you know, even if the economy is in a downturn, you know, we still have to keep marketing for our companies. We still have to keep our name out in front of potential buyers. So I think we're already all in agreement about that. And I think that the main takeaway would be, how can you take the resources that you have and plan them out well so that you are doing the things that you know work, but you're not afraid to try something new. And, you know, hopefully, you know, thinking about it, maybe, maybe by budget allocation, like we do with the 70, 2010, you know, hopefully, you know, that's a, a takeaway that could be helpful to during that planning stage to think about, okay, I know I want to stick with what works, but I can't be afraid to try something new. And it, what's your recommendation if, uh, so I think we all like that idea. We've got to be trying something new. Um, but how do you go about and think about what the try something new is? Is that something that just you're doing? Is that something that you task with the entire team? Like, how do you try on a creative way to source the, what are we going to be doing new in the 10%? Mm -hmm. Well, we are very team oriented at PowerCord. You know, we, we do a lot as groups and, and, and I think that serves us well. Because, um, for example, we have one of our clients, they're really trying to promote um, battery products. And so um, somebody said, well, what if we advertised, you know how when you're at a gas station, they have the, the video ads there sometimes, but they are starting to do those at charging stations. So what if you advertise on a charging station to somebody who's already probably battery minded right. to promote battery powered products. Well, that's an out of the box idea that, you know, you certainly wouldn't want to spend your 70%, but you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe you're willing to test it. And, and that comes from that sort of group collaboration. So 
you know, we certainly are, you know, a, a team effort. And I always think, you know, when you can get a group of minds together, uh, you know, that that works well. And and that could be internally or if you work with an agency or, you know, using your agency partners. Um, we're big fans of working with partners. Um, I was telling you that, you know, Prior to working at PowerCord, I worked at a, a content agency, which is actually a sister company to PowerCord, but we worked so closely together, uh, it was sort of just an easy transition. So um, we're big fans of partners. So I think, you know, whenever you can bring in um, more creative minds, the better. It's, it's certainly going to help bring out something you maybe never would have thought about. Well, and, you know, if if people on your team feel like, there's a structured process for new ideas and new ideas can come <clears throat> from anywhere. Then all of a sudden, you know, I know that in the past team members always feel like if they're making contributions and they're making an impact, they feel better about what they're doing. Oh, yes. If you feel better about what you're doing. You're more into it. You're more creative. You are mm -hmm. better. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're, you're more invested. You're more invested in the solution when you help come up with, with some ideas. I couldn't agree more. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I think every single one of us is now thinking, what are we going to do with our 10%? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and how do we plan that? And how are we going to talk to the team about it? And the, uh, one last question, actually, because this is, I know the relationship between you as a CMO and the CFO, right? And the CFO, they typically want to, they want to see bottom line results, right? Just tell me just the last 30 seconds or so here about your conversations with the CFO and that 10% and, mm -hmm. and how that works. Because mm -hmm. I think that's going to be something that we're all going to have to be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we're fortunate that we have a really great CFO and he is uh he is really open to so many ideas, which I love. And you know, it, it helps that relationship. Um, he's not afraid to try new things. Of course, he's always very interested in margin, you know, and, <laughs> and ROI and those things. So um, for the most part, if I can show, okay, the majority of what we're doing is delivering these expected results, um, but we do want to peel off part of it. Um, at least in my experience, we've been fortunate enough to have a CFO who's willing to to take that leap, you know, if, if you can show the data on the main part of the budget, you know, so, so as long as you're delivering on what you say you're going to do and Hey, let me go play around with this. And then I think also the evidence to show what you brought up earlier, that over time, those tests become part of the core, you know, that that also is good evidence to show, you know, we're not just going and chasing after squirrels, you know, we're not just going every shiny object, you know, we're going to go try, you know, we are disciplined um, and, and we are keeping just a portion of it, but, but that some of those things really are going to become part of our core. And, and I know it takes a little time once you can show some history of that. I think that helps um, prove that out also. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you. If if anybody had a follow-up question for you, what would be the best way to get a hold of you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I check it every day. So uh, yeah, LinkedIn would probably be the best. Stephanie Shreve on LinkedIn. 
Fantastic. All right. Well, we'll put a link into all the content that comes out from here. Thank you very much for sharing all the wisdom and the Core More Explore framework. We love it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I have fun talking about it. I appreciate it. <laughs>